Yeah. I love my HBCU. And bar. I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who's about, who's about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike is back out on assignment. In fact, it looks like he'll be on assignment all week long. Mike, where are you at? Where are you at? Man, it's getting good in here. We got championships to select. We got champions to be named. Uh, man, it's good. It's good. So welcome to episode 238 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBC sports from institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBC sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yadkaville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 1230 AMs with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Professor Bishop, how you doing Doing well, doing well. I tell you what, uh, Houston this past weekend was a hotbed of basketball. Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, it's March 1. It's tournament time. Yeah, it is. It's tournament time. Put your dancing shoes on because somebody is going to get invited. Other will be left at home. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Professor Drew, what are your thoughts? Valley? We talk about Valley? I had I had to throw my uh, inner Mike Washington in, in there for you all since he's not here. And I guess we're not going to be talking about Valley because they're the only team not invited to the, that we know is not going to be invited to the SWAC basketball tournament. Right, they they don't get an invite. Men mm. or women's They're sitting on the outside in. They have made some changes already. It looks like so. There are some things going on down there in the valley, but it won't be dancing. Yeah, fortunate. Yeah, they better TikTok. <laughs> they better get some TikTok. Like in. Devil by the moonlight, they might be <laughs> dancing on somebody's grave, but that's about it. <laughs> they do have some big games this weekend, which will be crucial in terms of where uh, folks will finish the season. So they do yeah. have a chance to literally dance on somebody else's grave when I say that in literal terms, in terms of dance, devil dancing by the, I mean, dancing by the devil of the moonlight. They do have that opportunity to ruin for somebody. So we'll see. Can they sneak it in and maybe get that twisted? But let's go back and let's talk about some of these teams that already have officially cut down nets for championships. Let me start with you, Professor Bishop. Who do you want to talk about in terms of getting it done, in terms of cutting down those nets? Fayetteville State, hey, they they got it done this past uh, weekend. Uh, great job, Fayetteville State, exercising those Virginia Union demons. 
Yeah, they got it done in a lot of ways in terms of that 65 to 62 victory. In the 2022 CIAA Men's Basketball Championship in Baltimore, all those folks were scared, for lack of a better word, petrified about what was going on in Baltimore. But from every indication, uh, things went really well in Baltimore, and people were pleasantly surprised, and others were quite happy in terms of the turnout, in terms of the atmosphere, things to do. The welcome party, more than anything, people were excited about being a city that really looked forward to having them and welcome back. And remember, this is a CIAA, much like the SIEC, that did not have an official season last year due to COVID. So, you know, after a two-year hiatus, if you would, to find a way just to be around people, as President Abdullah said from Virginia State University, he was just excited the fact that he could be around some people yeah. uh, that were celebrating the same thing he wanted. So I can imagine. That's great. Let me go to you, Professor Drew. What's on your mind? You're going to go the other way in terms of the CIAA? No, actually, I, I, I want to hear two of them. Uh, no, number one, uh, hope that you guys caught our BCSN Sports Rap show on Sunday as we had three winning coaches on Sunday. Coach uh, Answer Alameen from that was beautiful. I did from Florida Memorial. Uh, and coach- let me jump in here. You talk about Alameen because um, I wanted to jump in there. I was trying to get to him, but uh, when you reach back out, I know there's a chance you may interview him as they look at seeds in the tournament. Tell him Dr. Ville from Texas Southern said hello because uh, he was <laughs> over here in Texas Southern as an assistant coach before he went down there and cut down the nets and win the championship. Well, that was a masterful game, 118-115. But tell us a little more about that. But, yeah uh... – like I said, I hope you guys caught that because we had Coach uh, Alamine on from. Oh, it was great. Great show. Uh, For those Fort, that Fort haven't Valley. called it, yes. as Drew is alluding to, go check out BCSN Rap, Sports Rap from this past Sunday. They had coaches on there and they did a great job in terms of really getting into the spirit of them cutting down those events. Yeah. Janice Washington from uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Women, Lincoln PA Women, and Coach Eric Jackson Jr who was just off of his championship uh, a couple of hours beforehand from Russ College. Uh, we did send an invitation out to Adrian Ferguson of Fayetteville State, uh, like like Charles mentioned, but he was unable to join us. He did respond. Uh, his schedule did not permit for him to join. So we did attempt to get Fayetteville State on, everybody. And uh, uh, unfortunately, just because of the timing of the show, we were unable to get Tougaloo's uh Tougaloo's coach and uh, coach. Uh, why, why am I drawing a break right now? Uh, Barnes is the women's coach. Uh, help me out, Charles. Tougaloo's men's coach. Oh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank list myself. But uh, anyway, uh, let me go yeah. back. Why, why go do y'all forward. Google that? Uh, I want to talk about the disappointment that I had on, on yesterday. When both when Xavier's men and women lost, that's been my uh, low light of the week. Xavier's women, the number one seed in the Red River Athletic Conference. Xavier men, the number two seed in the Red River Athletic Conference. Uh, Xavier's men losing by one point, and Xavier's women losing by I believe it was ten points that they, that they lost. So I, I'm gonna flip the script and go with my biggest disappointment thus far. I was really expecting both of those teams to get to the finals, as uh, the Red River is a two bid league. Let's hope that Xavier is still has a good enough resume to get in that large bid, which I think they do. Coach Thomas Billups. Too. Billups. 
Yeah, Phillips. Mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, Barnes. Yeah, I know he's coach. In a, in a, it's going to be fascinating in a lot of ways to see if they're able to get that bid um, in terms of the tournament. We'll keep eyes on that, particularly keep your eyes on Sports Wrap because they will let you know first uh, Sunday as they'll be able to give you some updates uh, during their show uh, in terms of what's going on there. I'm going to go back to you, Professor Bishop, and let you toot your home a little more about the Russ College in terms of the championship <laughs> run. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Make shout sure out that to you get wife. your kudos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, Russ College Bearcats. They Make got sure it you done. It right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got to give a shout out to Russ College. <laughs> I know she's watching. I know she was happy to see her Russ College uh, Bearcats get, get that uh, championship there. Yeah, a lot of good things going on there. And uh, as Professor Drew talked about breaking it down in a lot of ways, I don't clinch the regular season championship. That's over in the SWAC on the women's side. Uh, getting it done, still undefeated. They had out by the Southern folks. Uh, you had Gary Cooper wanted to make sure that text me. Wanted to make sure in terms of Charles, wanted to see what you were going to say on the show about that last shot. I said, well, he already told me that he was like, ooh, they swallowed this. Thank you. <laughs> He's not even capping. Hey, I, I know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that was a hard stop right at the end. But, uh, yeah, I looked I looked around. I, I paused for a second because I was I was listening for the whistle, looking for, you know, the ref to have his arm up or something. But uh, you swallowed the whistle at the end of the game. I'll take the swallowed whistle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you offer from a coke, Charles, to go down and wash your whistle down with? I'll probably something more with the coke. So. <laughs> oh, so Shout out to Norfolk State as well on the men's side. As he have won a regular season championship, uh, defeating Norfolk State. That was a game behind at that time. So it's fascinating. They get it done. So interesting. But it's going to go down uh, to the last couple of games on the men's side. Uh, not in terms of potentially a championship, although Alcorn State really set themselves up well in terms of that first-place matchup between Texas Southern on the men's side, essentially what it was on Monday. They got it done on the road, and um, all they got to do is finish up strong at home. We talked about Valley, Pine Bluff. That's where it is. You expect them to get it done, but that is a rivalry. Yeah. So, you know, those things get a little different. You got the new coach coming in. George Ivory that has now at least a week to kind of prepare his team. You know, what does that mean? Is he going to get in, being able to get in and install some of his uh, famous defensive style he likes to play, <laughs> that zone that troubles everybody over the years? Will he try to get that in? I don't know. See, he necessarily has enough time to do that. But that's one that I kind of keep my eyes on just to see. Uh, but credit to Bussy, assistant coach at Prairie View, he finds a way to get it done. Comes back to Texas, and then on the last second shot, half-court wow. shot, literally, uh, the guard, point guard down there shot. The, the the shot, you know, if you pay attention to Texas, I mean, Prairie View and University in Texas, they have the Texas State map on the center of the court. Uh, and as you go across the court, just as you get to half, the Texas part where you shot at, I'm going to see how many folks know their Texas map. The Big Ben part? <laughs> yeah, that's where you shot it from. That's wow. <laughs> Being real descriptive there for all those that may not know, go look on the map and you'll be like, Ooh, wow. Yeah, he did that. 
with that being said, that was interesting. Then on the women's side, in terms of the MIAC, it should be interesting too. So that'll do it. We'll take a little break and get back into it. Before we do that, I'd be remiss. Everybody's heard about now. It's not really that big news uh, in terms of everything, just because folks have chopped it up and still continue to chop it up. But Art Browse uh, resigns within himself from Grambling State, had a statement out there quoting saying, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your coaching staff at Grambling State University, end quote. Browse continued, quote, unfortunately, I feel that my continued presence will be a distraction to you and your team, which is the last thing that I want. Have the utmost respect for the university and your players, end quote. Although I may have had a lot of things, a direction that I personally would have did, I looked at it more consultant. Uh, but with all these things to go in, um, it did a little touch a little bit right there. But way of the world these days in terms of uh, for all those young coaches out there uh, that are getting in this business, it's important to understand that you have to make sure that you go above and beyond in terms of getting things done because you can see how it can travel with you over your career if there is such thing as a lesson being learned by this. be interesting to see how this will proceed. With that, let's get into our first break. We'll be right back on the other side, and it's time to get a poll ranking. It's time to get a poll ranking. Where is the top five? There's some teams dropping out, teams jumping in, both on the men's and women's side. We'll let you know who's number one. Any changes there? Maybe not so much, but we'll let you know uh, what that looks like. We'll be right back after this quick break. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working. (laughs) Never not working. Never, ever not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield. Never not working. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love, love, and we the ball, ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes, sir, yes, sir. And pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. 
This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. On the show today is guesting in that visiting professor as he has done. We're going to have to move him over to, you know, tenure track clinical professor or something. Professor Drew putting in this extra work. We appreciate it. I do want to give a shout out quickly to another young gun. Renoa Dido has really treated me well when I went up and visited the MEAC up there. He was named just yesterday the new athletic director at Alcorn State, his alma mater. So welcome back to the Squint. Welcome home, as they would say. Um, they're certainly going to miss him in the MEAC. He's putting in a lot of work and a lot of time up there. But uh, a great opportunity for him, and I hope he does well. Man, the the, the, the changing of the guard over the, yeah. the last couple of years in terms of these assistants that have moved up and now they get a chance to lead their own program. It's going to be fascinating what that means for the SWAC. I think it'll, it'll do well in a lot of different directions. Yeah, we'll shout out to, to keep our eyes on that. Shout out to Wiggins, Mississippi, right now. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mississippi map on. I see Charles showing out a little bit there. Don't, don't hurt us. What that being said, let's get into week number nine. Week number nine, let's into week number nine in terms of the women's top 10. As I said, a couple of teams dropping out this week, dropping out of the polls with Coppin State Eagles and Alabama State Hornets on the women's side. They dropped out. But let me formally tell you what's going on here as we do have some teams receiving votes. Um, you have Coppin State Eagles that I told you dropped out. They're still receiving votes, 15-11 and 9-4 after a tough weekend. As well as Southern Jaguars, 13 and 14, 11 and 5, um, 17 points. Alabama State Hornets lost just one game, but it's tough in there. They lost to their rival on the road there, 12 and 13, 11 and 5. This is after they were rolling a bit, but stubbed the toe, 24 points. It's hard to get in the top five. It's hard to get in the top five because you have Texas Southern Tigers, 11 and 13, 11 and 6. Uh, probably one of the hottest teams, and they went to the wire literally with Jackson State, as we talked about earlier. But just telling you how tough it is to get in the top five, they win that game against Jackson State, literally the last shot, maybe a field goal uh, here and there. They might have got that victory. I'm sure they would have been in the top five. I'm not sure what that would have did with the number one team, but I'm sure you'd have lost some points. But it has been interesting uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what that would have done with number two maybe. But now Texas Southern, as it would – be in terms of that game being in history books. They are just outside of the top five at number 29. As I said, dropped out with Coppin State Eagles, Alabama State Hornets. Let's get into the top five. Norfolk State Spartan, 14-10 and 10-3, and had a great week winning the games there. They were not ranked, and they jumped in the top five at number five uh, with 54 points. You have Alabama A&M Bulldogs. They're streaking, 13-13, 11-plot. Five, I should say, playing some really good uh, basketball. At 69 points, they were not ranked, but they're into the top five, as you would say. And number three, Morgan State Bears, steady as the race goes. They move up a spot, 16-7, 10-3. Can they find a way to get in that top spot? Big game this uh, Thursday. Least see if they can make some noise there. They're at 82 points, uh, previous rank four, as I said. Green is the number two, Howard Bison. Solid, solid, solid. 17 and 8, 11 and 2, 85 points. They remain at number two. Just pushing Jackson State Tigers. They had a scare. But hey, that's what it is. They got the W, which means they are undefeated in swag play this year, which moves on from what they did last year. So they just continue to dunk nine consecutive weeks. 
at number one. Mm-hmm. Just the constant in terms of what they get done, 100 points. Approved to 18 and 6, 16 and 0. Uh, depending on what they're able to do this last weekend, before they get in the tournament, they may have 20 wins. That's very impressive in terms of any team at any level when you can get to the 20-win mark. With that being said, Jackson State, Lady Tigers, get it done, number one, for week number nine. Charles, what are your thoughts on Jackson State Tigers? Uh, I have to say I'm tremendously impressed. I mean, they literally this past weekend, they took Texas Southern's best punch. I thought they took Prairie View's best punch. Texas Southern had a 32-point quarter against Jackson State. That's just something we don't see uh, against Jackson State because they play such great defense. They're not only the top scoring team in the swag, but they're also uh, the number one defense in the swag. But uh, I tell you what, they took uh, Texas Southern's best blow with the Ty Bridges and Adriana Aben. Both of those young ladies would get scorching hot. And then uh, Monday night, Prairie View had a first quarter. They couldn't miss a three-pointer. But in both games, Jackson State was able to show uh, resilience. They were able to keep keep their wits about them. And, you know, when it was time to get a bucket, they went and found a bucket. Amisha Williams' holiday is, uh, you know, a a load in the middle. I mean, there's uh, she's as as unstoppable as anyone that I've seen in the SWAC over the past uh, few years, because when Jackson State absolutely has to get a bucket, she can get a bucket for Jackson State. So uh, I, I take my hats off to them. I mean, they they really uh, were resilient this weekend, and they fought back from some adversity, and they were able to get the Douglas. Professor Drew, talk about Howard Morgan State, uh, the top five, any questions you have with the top five, those teams jumping into the top five, you have literally – Three MEAC teams in the top five, although you had Jackson State at number one. Yeah. Well, uh, compared to uh, the BCSN poll rankings, we had four to five. We were in agreement. We, we had Coppin State in and Norfolk out. You had the exact opposite of us. But when you talk about those uh, three MEAC teams, uh, those four MEAC teams, actually, Dr. Kavir, we, we're almost splitting hairs with those MEAC teams because – all of their losses are to each other, you know, and it's going to, it's going to be real interesting when they battle, you know, the semifinal might be tougher than the final for, for these teams because the, they're going to beat up on each other so much in the semifinal. It's just going to be a matter of who's healthiest come to finals. But uh, going, going back to Jackson state, you think Jackson State may have had their Rocky II moment in that Texas Southern game where they both of them knocked each other out, both of them down on the canvas, and they just got up right before the bell, i.e. that last second shot? Hopefully that Rocky II moment does not turn into a Rocky III moment when they lose at the, at the wrong time. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I talked to Coach Reed after the preview game, and she was so impressed uh, with this team, uh, especially the way – that they fought back this weekend. I mean, like I said, uh, it was two really, really gritty performers from Texas Southern and Prairie View. And in a way, I'm, I'm, I think she's real happy that they got tested the way they did because it's going to pay off going into the tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. It's always good to test, get tested anytime, especially when you find a way to get the W. I think a little credit needs to go to Texas Southern University. If you've watched them, while they don't not very deep on the bench, seven, eight, depending on uh, what they're able to roll out there. But all year long, they've showed you they've been able to score. Some of the problems you have at times is the fact they may necessarily get good stops on the defensive side. But offensively, they can score. 
So matchups make fights. So sometimes it's not always about a team in terms of what they're not doing. Oftentimes it's about the opposing team and what they're able to do well. Credit to a championship-level team when they're able to adjust and do enough to get the W. And so I think those are some ways to look at it, too, that uh, sometimes we get into the motion that when a team is really doing well, Jackson State, you start trying to look at what they did wrong versus mm-hmm. saying what is another opponent doing right. In that case, sure. Jack, uh, Texas Southern has been able to show that, show that they've been able to score all year long. And they did it in that game, which made it interesting. When you go back in terms of the MIAC, you said you have Howard at eleven and two, Morgan State at ten and three, Mobile State at ten and three, Colorado State at nine, uh, nine and four. Uh, we'll get into some of those matchups because this is a big one to watch on Thursday because those top four teams play each other, so they may be interesting in terms of who closes out, particularly Howard, Norfolk State, uh, to see if this thing can get more interesting or can Howard be able to check the box and get that championship. So let's get into um, the men's side. Close out this well, hour here if you will. Right before, right before we get to the men's side, uh, Hampton is on a huge run here in the third quarter, 15 to 4 run. They're now up on top of Radford here in the first round of the Big South tournament. 37 35. Great update. Great update. Great update. Tournament time. I told you some people dancing, don't want to go home. We'll see if the Hampton Lady Pirates find a way to push the envelope and continue to push forward to get it done. Receiving votes this week in terms of the men's side, week number nine. You have FAMU, uh, Florida A&M, Rattlers, 12 and 16 and 7 and 16 points. Had a tough weekend in Louisiana, losing both games. Played close in both games, but couldn't find a way to get a W on the road. Alabama A&M got the big win over Alabama State, 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Sneaky as they continue to rise up and playing pretty well right now. Probably one of the hottest teams in terms of their streak, three or four straight, if you would. South Carolina State Bulldogs. Uh, they dropped a pair. Tough weekend for them, 15, 14, 7, and 6, staring things right in the face. They were right at the ship, but when it got came a chance to really make a statement, we're not able to do it. Also a team that's struggling after uh, getting that big win over Norfolk State on that Monday night ESPNU game is North Carolina Central Eagles. They had another shot at Norfolk State uh, just a game back. Couldn't get it done, so now they lost three straight games. They're sitting outside of the top, ten, top five, which means we got a new team in the top five. Couple of teams drop, meaning number five, Texas Southern Tigers, 13, 11, 11, and four. They dropped one spot from number five. This is the second time on a Monday night that they had a chance to, to really put themselves at the number one spot. Last week was two weeks ago, I should say, it was Southern. This week was All Point State. They may have cost themselves a championship. I guess a better way is to say it is All Point State actually stepped up and maybe brought themselves a championship. Number four, Southern Jaguars, 16 and 12, 11 and 5. This is the team themselves. They got that win against Texas Southern. They go home. Guess what? They lost two out of three, including two straight at home. Boy, that's tough. 16 and 12, 11 and 5, 61. You're talking about a team that could have had their own uh, chance at a championship. They still have it in reach, but now they're waiting for other folks to take care of themselves. They drop a spot from number three. Bring us number three, Howard Bison, one of the hottest teams out there, 16 and 11, 9 and 4. They jump in the top five. They were just outside. Well, they're on a run right now, playing some good basketball, winning three, four straight, if you would. Number two, Alcorn State Braves. They vault up as they get it done, uh, 13 and 5, 12 and 4. Two first place votes is what they've gotten uh, for themselves, moving up one vote. They remain at their two spot, but they solidify 83. They went out. They have a SWAT championship. What do you say about Coach Bussy coming over from Prairie View? 
Didn't take him very long, did it? Didn't take him very Reasons long at all. Folks, <laughs> no, Norfolk State Spartans, 20 and 6. Yes, 20. I said 20 wins. 11 and 2 overall. Eight first place votes, 98 points. Number one, the Spartans just continue what they do as they in the middle of this championship run. Boy, dynasty, they are, I would say. Can they get it done in the tournament? They're playing really well, pretty good basketball. Boy, I'd love to see that Texas Southern Norfolk State rivalry in terms of me at SWAT right now. Be interesting. With that being said, we're going to go into this break and come back and then get your thoughts on the top five poll rankings, if you would, uh, of what that looks like. No, I was just going to tease you a little bit. Stick with it. Professor Drew, what are your thoughts on the top five poll rankings? Uh, Well, Going back, you know, I always compare yours to the uh, BCSE and computer rankings. I like uh, that. I like that. Let me the, know just how much a genius I am. Well, <laughs> of course, the one the, the one major difference is our rankings are Sunday. Yours come out after Monday game. So there may be some, uh, there may be something off based on. I Wednesday told you I was green. Monday. I do it on purpose. See? <laughs> <laughs> but but number two, uh, <laughs> we have we have the same five teams in. The same team, just outside looking in, North Carolina Central. But our right. order was our order was much different on Sunday than yours is on Tuesday. Uh, BCSN had Howard at five, Southern at four, Alcorn at three, Texas Southern at two, and Norfolk at one. Like I said, this was before that's Monday. That's Mike Sims because you had Southern barely get the win, but you had Texas Southern loss, a big win by Alcorn, and yeah. Howard got another big win. So makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like it, and I, I'm still leaning on the the, the act thing. You know, you don't want to see Prairie View and Jackson State get into the SWAC tournament, <laughs> and you don't want to be their first round opponent, whoever whoever it is uh, as a, as a higher rated team, because those two teams will be scary in the SWAC tournament. That not what's going to be interesting. I got a tease that I'm going to tell you about Prairie View. Uh, they got some big games coming up this weekend uh, to make sure they can get it done. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the fourth quarter. But before we do that, Charles, what do you think of my man's top five? Uh, I think it's right on point. Norfolk State, uh, the wheels on the bus just keep going round and round. They keep getting it done uh, week in, week out. No team right now hotter than Howard. But I have to take my hats off to Alcorn. I mean, I said going into this weekend, this was going to be a huge weekend uh, for the Alcorn State basketball program. I would have been good with a split, but they come away from the Texas two-step two and up. And again, Monday night uh, has, proves to be the downfall for the Texas Southern basketball team. They had another opportunity to solidify themselves uh, on that, that Monday night game. A couple weeks ago, it was Southern it was able to sneak into the HPE, get a W. This time it was all corn. So uh, we'll see, you know, how, how that plays out with regards to the seeding and things of that nature. Uh, but I tell you what, going into the tournament next week, uh, both on the MEAC side and the SWAC, I just, I, it's hard to call. It's, it, it really is. I love the parity in, on, on, in both leagues uh, because I think at, at any point uh, a team can just knock out a higher seed. Yeah, especially in terms of the men for the SWAC in the uh, MEAC, the women. On that side, it's going to be fascinating yeah. watching that tournament. You might sneak in and see some things happen uh, on on the alternative as well. With that being said, let's get into this break. We'll get back uh, after halftime for the third quarter. Drew, take it away. Your ad could be ran here. 
myjbn.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com that's www.slowburnwaco.com the top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate pride. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? It's like a loop machine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that, and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Quarterback Doug Flutie threw a last-second Hail Mary pass that defeated Miami. It was such an image-changing event. The following school year, student applications at Boston College increased significantly, and it was dubbed the Flutie effect. Now there's another move afoot on some college campuses, but it's not a college athlete making the difference, but a college head coach, Deion Sanders. After being named as Jackson State's head football coach in September of 2020, HBCU schools are feeling the Coach Prime effect. Definitely, I think he has raised the profile of uh, not just Jackson State, but uh, HBCUs in general. According to Jackson State University, since Deion Sanders became the school's head football coach, the athletic department has generated $185 million worth of advertising and exposure. And HBCUs in general get some of that Coach Prime effect rollover if you would, in terms of the interest. And that interest, as you know, is phenomenal and a game changer. And high school athletes like Austin LBJ quarterback Oscar Gordon are taking note. This is Dr. Camille inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop. Yes, visiting professor, clinical professor, I should say, is Professor Drew. You see <laughs> Professor Bishop in there. Dr. Gordon, student at Texas Southern University, getting a chance to grab a mic. Great job there, Charles. I, I appreciate see, that, Doc. I see yeah. you stuck in the, the shirt, Dr. Williams. I, I like it, I man. I did, I did. You learned a lot. Man. You get an A+. Exactly. <laughs> A+, man. I, I grade you A+. 
seriousness, that's on Extra Point. You can go to Extra Point YouTube if you want to see the rest of the video. It's the Coach Prime Effect. It's a term that I utilized and came up with, if you would. It's based on the uh, Flutie Effect, as they talked about, the Hail Mary for Boston College as they defeated Miami in the uh, big bowl game down there. And you saw, as they said, also the applications. Well, the interest in terms of uh, the SWAC and other HBCUs has increased. And, in fact, I think, Professor Bishop, you may have your dissertation uh, concept that you're going to look at there. So I just want to give a shout-out, tease that a little bit, but shout-out to Matt Musa of KHOU for giving us the opportunity uh, to provide some glimpse of that. And shout-out to him. And that, again, you can go to Extra Point YouTube and you get the entire video. Uh, great comments in there. I have a commissioner on there saying some different comments as well. So um, fascinating in terms of what that brings. So I wanted to share that with you. Let me know your thoughts in there in terms of how we got it going on. Yeah, I told you. That's what it is. I see some comments. I see them flying out there. Appreciate you. Let's get back into it a little bit. We got some matchups going on right now, tournaments going on right now. We got the SIEC. Charles is giving you some updates in terms of the Big South. Let's get into that a little bit, starting with you, Drew. HBCU framework, SIC. A couple of games have been played. Any upsets of this point? I always, you know, want to know Cinderella, anyone to keep the dancing shoes on? Or well, is things going to chalk thus far? On the men's side, it, it's all chalk uh, with with the with the higher seed winning all the games on the men's side. But the women have had a couple of upsets. Uh going over those upsets on the uh, on the women's side, number five Fort Valley, uh, number five East Fort Valley beat number four Lamar Owen, 45, 48, 45. That was on yesterday. And also number five Kentucky State beat number four Clark, 78-68 on yesterday. So the, the two number five seeds won on yesterday uh, in their respective uh out of their respective sides. And that is it thus far, as far as the upsets uh, on the women's side, but both women's games yesterday were upsets today. It, it has gone to chalk thus far with Albany state winning 59 to 50 over central state Go, going over some of those men's scores quickly yesterday. Number, number six Clark, number six, West Clark, Defeated number seven, West Central State, 79-64. Number four, East Fort Valley. Defeated number five, West Kentucky State, 73-53. to And number four, West Spring Hill. Defeated number five, Albany State. Number five, East Albany State, 75-66. And earlier today on the men's side, number three, West LeMoyne. Defeated. Uh, Clark Atlanta 80 to 80 to 74 Clark was originally number six so they were two games in two days for Clark and Savannah State uh, not too long ago defeated Lane that score was number let's see the Savannah State was number three in the east Lane was number five in the west they defeated Lane 60 to 50 and the game that's going on right now as we speak is the final game of the day in Rock Hill, South Carolina, with number three West 
in the West, Miles versus number seven in the West, Spring Hill, and that is on the women's side. It'd be fascinating to continue. We'll give you updates as we get closer look, to when you cut down look, the nets on Thursday. We'll give you some updates what that I, looks like. The, the go game is going to be the game is going to be when Tuskegee, uh, Tuskegee, Benedict, Savannah, when those when two of those yeah. three teams cross, that's when it's going to get fun in the tournament. No doubt, great point. That should be coming up. Thursday around that time, you should get some updates there. Charles, I know you got some updates in terms of the game that's playing now with Hampton. You got any update on that? Yeah, they are at the uh, five-minute TV time out here. Hampton is up on top of Radford, 45-43. to 43. Uh, Radford came into this game 7-22-3-15 uh, in the Big South, whereas Hampton's 12-15-8-9 in the Big South. So Hampton is a higher seed, but they are in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook there in the first round with Radford. <laughs> I like that. Staying with the women, OVC, you have the game tomorrow, which is Tennessee State facing Eastern Illinois. That is the OVC championship, what they call the first round. Uh, top seeds get a double bye. The other seeds get to buy. That starts tomorrow. Um, but as we look at it on the men's side, a little more, let's look in terms of the OVC, Tennessee State, uh, gets into the tournament, and they will face off also tomorrow at 6.30 on the men's side. They face South Southern Illinois, East Evansville, I should say. So that'll be interesting in that. Evansville comes in at 11 and 20, while Tennessee State is 13 and 17 overall. Uh, in terms of the Big South, uh, you got a chance to look at <clears throat> Hampton, Against High Point tomorrow, Wednesday at 5 o'clock, and you have North Carolina AMC Rapford uh, also tomorrow. That's the early game. You got to wake up and get your coffee to watch that one, 1030, in terms of what that looks like. Last thing I did want to give a shout out to AT in terms of the Big South is uh, they are in the tournament as well. They play at 7 o'clock tonight um, after this Hampton Rapford game. It is UNC Asheville against North Carolina AT. Asheville comes in just at 8 and 21. AT, uh, Lady Aggies are 14 and 14. That game will be on ESPN. Plus, you don't watch some Division One uh, versus watching SIC at Division Two. That's give you an update there. Let's take our last break and get ready for the fourth quarter, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about these final matchups. MIAC and SWAC should be fascinating because they're going to set up for the tournaments next week for the MIAC and SWAC tournament. Always a fun time. Obviously, you're in Norfolk if you're in the MEAC at the Scope, and then you're in Birmingham uh, if you're talking about the SWAC. We'll get a chance to get into a little more. Stick with us as we get into the fourth quarter. We'll be right back after this last break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield, never not working. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 
14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. This is Dr. Phil inside the HBC Sports Lab. Boy, that's funny. Anthony Weston said, I mean, it was fine out that he has great Danes, not, I mean, great. Greyhounds instead of my great days, letting them run over there now. Man, Mike puts it in there as well and said, Hey, my Jaguars. And I think he's talking about men's and women's are not playing very well, particularly the men's, uh, in terms of uh, this time of the year. Yeah. You're right, not a good time when you want to fall on that side. But let's go to the women. Sure, is not dead, as you know, I like to say. Uh, starting with the MIAC, um, big game Thursday, close out the season. You have South Carolina State at North Carolina Central. Both teams have to battle in the conference. Somebody gets the chance to get that nudge, uh, at least to stay out of the basement, uh, if you would, outside of Delaware State that is just looking for their first win. Um, they have lost 22 straight. Uh, it's been a tough season in terms of Delaware State on the ladies' side. They just can't get a win. This is their last chance to do it. Uh, other than the tournament, they will get in there because – They'll take all eight teams. But with that being said, North Carolina Central is 2-11 and 11, uh, versus South Carolina State at 4-9 and nine overall, I mean, in uh, respectively in the conference. But matchups also, the big one, Howard and Norfolk State should be fun, 17-8, mm-hmm. 14-10. Delaware State, North Maryland, Eastern Shore, uh, Morgan State, and Cotton State. When you talk about Howard and Norfolk State, uh, that could be for a championship. Basically, if you're Howard, you win it. You don't have to worry about anything. You lose it. You're going to at least have to share it. Um, so it'll be Norfolk State wants to get a piece of it. They got to get it on the court. Morgan State would love to do that as well, but they got to face Cotton State there uh, in state, in city rival, I should say. You're talking about crosstown rival in a lot of ways. Cotton State and Morgan State should be fascinating there. Um, Morgan State needs to get the W if they want to at least have a chance at the share of it. Cotton State says not so fast. We want to muck it up a little bit. Let me go to you. Professor Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of closing out the season on the winning side? Man, somebody needs to pay the schedule maker in the B Act a bonus. How fitting that you have yeah. the top four on the women's side yeah. playing each other for 
you know, uh, for seeding, you know, how, how we could finish one, how we could finish three. Copy could finish four, cop could finish two. Morgan and, and Norfolk could finish one to four. I mean, this is, <laughs> and, and they all play each other. You don't have to sit there and scoreboard watch per se. Right. <laughs> you, you're playing each other. So shout out to the schedule makers for getting it right for, for a change. And then with, with the uh, with the other games, you know, even though they are, I, I wouldn't necessarily consider them dud games, but, you know, these teams playing for pride, trying to knock other teams off, They those bottom four teams can't really move up or down based on this win or loss, but they're playing to get momentum going into going into this going into this tournament. So, you know, shout out to the schedule makers for get for getting it right in the MIAC. And I've got to say that wouldn't it be so MIAC-ish if we have like a three-way tie for first place? <laughs> you would have to bring that up, wouldn't you? That's my yes. word, MIAC-ish. Because <laughs> we could it's have it. It, it can't yeah, happen. That's what I said. It would, it would. That's it awfully me. That's awfully me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that, uh, Charles, go ahead and jump in here. What are your thoughts in terms of the women's side of the MIAC? Any, you think I mean, Howard is going to get it done? I mean, this is that Ironman stretch uh, of, of the season for both the MIAC and the SWAC. You got four games in a week here. Uh, when you take a look at Saturday, Monday, then come back Thursday, Saturday. Uh, but looking forward to Norfolk State and Howard on both the men's and the women's side. Uh, you're talking about on the women's side, Camille Downs and Ajane Hutton, both great scores uh, for Camille Downs for Norfolk State, Ajane Hutton for Howard. And then on the men's side, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Joe Bryan and, and Kyle Foster. Uh, Joe Bryan for Norfolk State and Kyle Foster for Howard. You're talking about a, a Howard team that lost at home. Uh, to Norfolk State, they'll be looking to try to get a little get back and, and kind of bloodied nose of Norfolk State a little bit before the tournament starts next week. Yeah, so let's jump over and stay with the women, but let's go to the SWAT. Yeah, four games on Thursday, Ramblin' Alabama A&M, Southern Alabama State, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State at Alcorn State, the rival. That's going to be interesting at the bottom. But it'd be fascinating a prelude of what may happen on the men's side, which will be a little more important. Obviously, these four teams flip and play on Saturday, which means you will have uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Alcorn. Then you have Mississippi Valley State at Jackson State. Will Jackson State get a chance to close out the regular season undefeated against uh, in-state rival? We shall see. You have Gramlin at Alabama State, Southern at Alabama A&M, and then uh, throw in the fact that you have two rivalry matchups. Bethune-Cookman at a FAMU and Prairie View at Texas Southern. Uh, should be good matchups in terms of rivalry games. Interesting to close out the season on many of these rivalry no- notes when you talk about Mississippi Valley State at Jackson, Bethune-Cookman at FAMU, Prairie View at Texas Southern. Kind of like that in terms of what's going on there. Charles, what do you say about uh, the SWAC in terms of closing out the season. Obvious foregone conclusion that Jackson State will get it done. But the other teams are fighting for some uh, seeding in the tournament. And when you talk about that second seed, it's up for the grab when you have Alabama State at 11-5, Alabama A&M at 11-5, Southern at 11-5, Texas Southern at 11-6. Huge games Thursday. You're talking about three 11-5 teams, Alabama A&M, uh, Alabama State and Southern. Obviously, the Southern Alabama State game, both teams come in at 11-5, paying close attention to that. 
Uh, but Alabama A&M, they are playing some great basketball right now. They've gotten hot at the right time. Grambling is always a team that you got to keep an eye out for. Alexis Hope, uh, she can take over games for, for, for the Grambling Lady Tigers. So looking forward to these matchups on Thursday because, uh, like I said, that, that, that seating can change somewhere in there. Right. And to you, Professor Drew, we know the top eight teams that will be in the tournament because FAMU at 4-13 and in the conference race is out. Bethune, Cookman, Lady Pirates, 4-13, and 13, they're out. Obviously, the rivalry game is big. You had a last-second shot. The family, you got it done in Bethune Cookman, so you might have a little payback on the mind. One of those teams wants to close out, at least with a win, especially if they can get it done against the rival. But you also know that Mississippi Valley State and Alcorn State, they're out. Two and 14, two and 14. Interesting, same thing. In state rivals, one of those teams will get a win to close out the season. So it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. But uh, which direction do you want to go in terms of the rest of the games uh, in the SWAC, in terms of that final? two or one sets of games this week. You know, you're in the know in the, uh, in the SWAC office, Dr. Kavir. You know a lot of people in that SWAC office. I'm just curious to know who's in charge of the, the vice president in charge of determining tiebreakers. Because between the women's and the men's, Whoever that person is, they're gonna have fun. I hope they got. I hope they got a good computer. They got their iPad. They got their calculator, because you are going to need it. Because I'm looking at this mathematically on the women's side. We're gonna stick with the women. You can have five teams that finish eleven and seven, and then and now you got to go through all these tiebreakers. And how many times, or how would it be those teams that only play once against each other? Will that determine a higher seed who won that one lone matchup this year? So, you know, that that's going to be interesting. Now let's flip this. We got teams that if they if they take care of business, if everybody takes care of business, you're gonna have about three teams tied with the same record for that number two spot. So it's really going to be interesting. And I'm really, I'm really curious to see how deep they have to go down into some of these tiebreakers to actually say this team is two, this team is three, this team is four on down the line. Are we going to the third tiebreaker? Are we going to the fourth tiebreaker? Uh, do we need, do we need to go to the bank and get us a shiny new quarter? What is, what is going to determine who plays who? Yeah, that would be none other than Mr. Andrew Roberts, <laughs> Assistant Commissioner of Communication. He will put out the information in terms of tiebreaker. I'm not even sure if he has time to put all the scenarios together. But I can tell you this, that I've known and uh, dealt with the SWAC long enough, and really this is similar to any conference. As you know, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head, which, as you mentioned, is going to be fascinating because in the expanded version of the SWAT, you have some teams that have just played a team one time. So there was no opportunity to avenge a loss if you had it. So it'll be an advantage to somebody in terms of the tiebreaker. If those two teams just played once, it's going to be easy, which you don't have to mean you don't have to worry about the second tiebreaker, which is point differential. Right. What about three-way ties? Uh, three-way that, ties. That's what, that's what I, you're you going to have. They, uh, two okay. teams may have played head-to-head. One team have only played once against somebody. That's what well, I really want to see just, how it comes they down just, to. They just do it on ascending order. What is the record against the other teams in ascending order? And then you go back. The next tiebreaker is what is your record against the top teams in the conference? Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty set up, and it's pretty straight 
forward. So it's not going to really matter in regards to whether you play the team twice or you play them once because you're just going to look at overall record uh, in that. So it could be two and one or it could be one and oh, which one is better. Winning percentage is going to get the bid. But again, it goes back still to your overall point is the fact that sometimes you would have a chance to avenge a loss uh, or double down and get a sweep. In some cases, you're not going to have that this year. And I think that's going to be fascinating to see who may get a little advantage in terms of seeding and what that means in the tournament. Although a team may have a better seeding, their strength, if you want to look at it at the end of the season, their strength of record may not be identical to another team in terms of what they ultimately finish based if you look at who they play in the conference. Let's get into the MEAC so we can close it out. Uh, another intriguing weekend in terms of closing out the MEAC in terms of some teams, you have South Carolina State and North Carolina Central, Howard and Norfolk State, Morgan State and Cotton State, Delaware State, and Maryland Eastern Shore. When you talk about what does that mean, we already told you Norfolk State has clinched the regular season championship at 9-2, and two, but you had Howard and North Carolina Central fighting for that second seed, if you would, 94 and 75. Don't count out South Carolina State Bulldogs at 76. And then you have going down uh, to the rest of the division, you have some teams looking at where they're going to be seated. And the thing that you want to do is make sure you're not in that two, three seating so you can uh, not see Norfolk State, if you would, until the championship game. Mm. You would think in a lot of ways they might have a bye, uh, if you would, not and realistically, on paper, Delaware State is sitting at 0-13 in terms of the conference, 2-24 and overall. They're looking for their first conference win, uh, what that may look like, but then they go in the tournament, they're going to be matched up with Norfolk State. You don't think Norfolk State would have a problem there? So, in a lot of ways, they essentially have a bye. I know that's ugly, but just saying what I'm saying. Right? Just don't twist Delaware no State ankles in that game. Eastern Shore. Just so you know. Drew, go ahead. I'll say just if you know folks say you just don't want to twist any ankles or pull any hamstrings in that in that game that you talked about that uh that that pseudo buy game. But uh <laughs> you know uh, looking on I mean Thursday night Norfolk State Howard is this a conference championship preview yeah, that's, matchup? That's the one that's the I'm looking thing. forward to. That's the first thing I want yeah. to look at. Yeah, that, that's the first thing. And, and, and then Central South Carolina State. You know, South Carolina State has been surprisingly good, has slipped up under the radar for a lot of people this year. Central, But Central is still Central. You know, they are a well-coached team, Coach Moton over there. So but they haven't been Central this year. But it's – not in yeah. the regular season, but he has the ability over the last couple of years for to some reason in the tournament, he turns it on. We'll see. Can he do it this year? Yeah. To your point, Charles, he hasn't really did that. Yeah. I know we're getting close on the time, so Charles, I want to get your thoughts on the media as well, and then we'll go back to you, Drew, and look at the, little, look at the sweat. Yeah, I mean, Thursday, that's that's, the, that's what I'm looking forward to, Norfolk State versus Howard. Uh, Joe Bryan and Cal Foster getting on again. Uh, like I said, uh, Howard uh, dropped that game uh, against Norfolk State earlier in the year at home. Let's see, can they get it done on the road uh, this week, uh, this Thursday? Getting into the SWAC, again, we have some teams that have two games, some teams that have one game. It's going to be fascinating to see, can Alcorn State close out the way they want to to get that championship? It's sitting right on their lap. Can they hold out? We'll see. So you have Grambling at Alabama A&M, Arkansas Pine of Jackson, Mississippi Valley State at Alcorn, Southern Alabama State. Not to be too redundant because we said this with the women, uh, but obviously on Saturday you have Bethune-Cookman and FAMU. 
Arkansas, uh, Pine Bluff at Alcorn State, Preview, Texas Southern in terms of the rivalry game, Southern at Alabama AM, Grambling at Alabama State, Mississippi Valley at Jackson State. Other than Mississippi Valley, you have teams that are fighting to see if they can get in there. Alabama State has a stronger way to go, but they're not out of it yet. Drew, you talked about Prairie View, the team that nobody wants to play, but check this out. Prairie View, with that last second loss to Alcorn State at the half court, buzzer beater I told you where he literally tossed it from the Ben, ben Park in terms of the state logo uh, to dash away the dreams of Prairie View. They may be in a position where they have to win against Texas Southern at home to get in the tournament. Check this yeah. out. Jackson State is at 79. Bethune-Cookman is 7-10. You talked about this earlier in regards to the women. Bethune-Cookman just edged out Prairie View. Last second shot. They played one time. If both of them end up at 9-7, I mean at 8-9, uh, at Bethune-Cookman would get the edge because of that head-to-head tiebreaker. Jackson State, they can go on a run. They win two. They're in at 99. They just win one. They're 89. Guess what? They beat Prairie View twice. They have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So it's going to get interesting in terms of this final weekend. And you'll know by the time the game, Prairie View and Texas Southern, that night game is played, you'll know if Prairie View, I mean, needs to win to get in the tournament. That's how intriguing it is this week wow. in terms of what it may look like. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, everybody's focused at the top. But, yeah, I just was doing a little homework at the bottom. Drew, what are your thoughts on all that? So you could potentially have Preview, Texas. Uh, well, we know we got Preview, Texas Southern Saturday night. Preview beats Texas Southern. You could potentially have uh, the rematch for round one of the tournament. Because that would put Prairie View as the number eight seed. And uh, uh, <laughs> Texas Southern could, could possibly wind – well, no, they wouldn't wind up as well, you would need, seed. Well, you would need Prairie View to be a seven seed, and you could get Texas Southern as a two seed. Yeah. You can mess around. Alcorn could uh, lose in yeah. Prairie View and Texas Southern win. Alcorn, lose, Alcorn would have to lose 12 twice. 12 and six. Alcorn loses twice. I don't see that happen, but it could. Yeah. 12 and 6. Then you go into uh, the points you have there, though. Head to head tiebreak will still have Alcorn at the number one seed because they okay. beat Texas Southern twice. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating mm. in terms of these matchups. It's going to be but fun. Theoretically, yeah. you can have Southern win, split this weekend. Then you have a three way tie, and it really could get interesting in terms of that. Mm. But I still believe Alcorn gets it done there because, my understanding, they beat Southern. That head to head, they only played once. Um, so, Alcorn State, with it all said, is in really good position. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, we, can, we can all put it to bed if Alcorn takes care of business on Thursday. Here's the one to watch. Here's the one to watch. Does Bethune beat FAMU to even make the conversation that we're having relevant? Because Bethune it. has to beat that's, FAMU that's, on Saturday. That's the game. Yeah. That's the game. If, if they don't beat FAMU, uh, all, all this could have, would have, should have does not matter. That's correct. Absolutely correct. That's the showdown. It is fascinating when you think about this, Charles. Expansion, right? On the men's side, it comes down to two, the two new expansion teams to see if one of the SWAC teams 
uh, is getting <laughs> potentially it could be Prairie or Jackson State. Think about this: the two yeah. teams that won the regular season last year, yeah, could be on the outside be looking in. out of the tournament. Depending another, on what the Florida schools do, another potential reason to keep Hayes in the Florida schools. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Great commentary. I hope everybody enjoyed it in terms of what's going on in the swag. It is swag madness uh, when you got what's going on here. Fascinating in so many different ways. Uh, let's keep it going. This is Dr. Khalil with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed the little clip with Professor Bishop, doctoral student, getting it done, KCOH, Matt Usel, giving you some insight on the Coach Prime effect. Make sure you tell Coach Prime he shouted him out. And I coined it. Let him know I coined that term. And we'll do. dissertation, Charles. We'll get that out there. Again, I want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday. So come back and check us out on Thursday. We'll give you some updates on what's going on in some of these conference basketball tournaments. We'll have hot and heavy. You'll have some swag games that will be over by the end, or at least closing out on the women's side. So it'll be fascinating heading into some of those men games. We'll keep you updated. We will look forward as we continue to talk about HBCU Sports Thanks, shout out to the lab listeners, giving us all the best business out there. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Drew? Of course. Charles? Lecture. Dismissed.